Alright, hello, welcome back to the Joey P Project, the place where science and myth collide. So as I continue my little adventure here into the human condition, don't forget that you can follow along by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher Internet Radio, and Google Play Music. And don't forget for all the latest updates and info on new episodes, follow me on Twitter or Facebook at the Joey P Project. Now, as our adventure continues into the human condition and the planet we live on, we will once again be following the three D's. We will dive into, divulge, and discover what we can about artificial intelligence. Now, what we're doing here is we did a bunch of one-off episodes um, just on human behavior, human condition, and some political stuff a little bit. But what we're really going to start getting into now is we're starting a whole series on the arrogance of man, the arrogance of mankind and humankind for all the uh, PC people out there, the arrogance of humans. But, you know, I'm not really a PC kind of guy, so this is the arrogance of man series. Now, what we'll be doing is going into basically artificial intelligence, uh, climate change, nature, and our planet, and our illusion and false sense of control that we humans think that we have over everything. But we got to start somewhere. So we're starting with AI, something I'm very skeptical of and very cautious of. Um, I grew up in the 80s. Maybe I'm just a uh, product of the Terminator films. I mean, I saw Jaws as a little kid, and I don't like swimming in oceans. hate lakes more, though. Lakes are awful. Creepy, 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 dark abysses. But So you will hear a bunch of Terminator references, because it's amazing to me, personally, how close James Cameron and all them actually got to actually hit the nail on the head. And now in 2017, I mean, the first film was out in 1984. Now here we are in 2017 and you can see a lot of this stuff actually being possible and, and taking place. So with that being said, what is AI? What is artificial intelligence? Well, first and foremost, Artificial intelligence, basically, the easiest, most layman way for me to, to say what it is, is that artificial intelligence is software that writes itself. Now, what's, what's different about that software and software we all use now? Well, the software that we've been using for decades, a computer programmer wrote, a human wrote. A human wrote the code, uh, wrote the program, wrote the software. It gave, and then it gave it commands, and we enter those commands on our computers, phones, TVs, whatnot, and it follows the command we give. Now, what is the difference? What's AI? AI is software that writes itself, which means there's no human writing it. We create it. We, we write the initial software for it, but then we write, we give it the capability to from that point on, write itself, which means to learn. Uh, it learns, adapts, and what's the marine slogan? 
overcomes. So basically, you have intelligent machines that may and will prove to be smarter than all of us. What's that going to do to the human ego? You know, we are the end all, be all of the planet, the solar system, the galaxy, the universe, everything. So now we're going to create something that is vastly superior and smarter than us. Now, what could go wrong there? (laughs) Where do you begin? So what we're going to do here is we're going to go into pros and cons of AI as we start this little journey. Later on, we're going to dive more directly into it, such as DARPA, which is our government agency that handles all the R&D for the military research and development. And we'll look into Google because Google is buying up robotics companies left and right. I think at current times, they own about 200 or so uh, robotic and AI-based companies. Why are they buying all that up? I don't know. We're going to get into that. You know, they have DeepMind and they have... Google X, the Moonshot Factory, which is a semi-secret project. It's called Google X. Now, keep in mind that Google really isn't even Google anymore. It is known as Alphabet Inc. And all these other companies like that they have are now different branches of Alphabet Inc., which I'm not the financial and economic expert out of my group of friends. They would probably be able to use the terminology better with this. Uh, If I had to phone a friend right now, I'd call my man, Louis, the Swan Stefano, and ask him, would Alphabet Inc. be known as the holding company? I'm not sure, but Alphabet Inc. is the main company, and I believe, and that they're all branches off of Alphabet Inc., which is all those new companies that they've been buying up left and right. They're trying to control everything. So we're going to look into that. And then, of course, you have the old school ones um, from IBM. They started, they had that Watson platform way before Siri and Alexa and any of them were ever even created. So we're going to look into all that. But right now, we're just going to set this, set the tone here and start it off with just basic pros and cons of AI. What's good about it? What's bad about it? Now, as we begin our adventure into the AI and start this journey, it's, of course, you know, should be understood that AI has several pros, but it also has its disadvantages and dangers. Um, Its benefits and risks should be carefully weighed before creating and implementing it for human use and for, you know, our human convenience. And there's been many researchers and well-known scientists, inventors, who have warned us against this, mainly Stephen Hawking. I mean, when that guy's robotic voice talks, you know, humans really probably should listen. Uh, Elon Musk, guys making all kinds of great innovation for the human race. He's warning against it and thinks that it should be slowly created and heavily regulated with strict guidelines, which is probably a good idea. Because it's not now. It's pretty much an artificial intelligence free-for-all out there. Uh, There's nobody watching over this and seeing, you know, 
how far is too far, basically. I know, you know, people don't like government regulations, but sometimes it's good to have somebody just, you know, checking in once in a while and being like, what are you guys doing? Okay, cool. You know, you're not opening Pandora's box too wide. And Bill Gates has chimed in and many other actual AI researchers, the people who are actually doing the research themselves are warning against it. But I'm sure once some big corporation gets hold of it, you know, your good old Republican politicians won't care about what the actual researchers and scientists are warning about it. You know, the ones who are building it are warning them and they won't listen, kind of like climate scientists that they don't really like to listen to. But... It needs to, definitely needs to be, uh, to be analyzed and, and, and looked over before we just start massively creating all this um, potential dangerous equipment. Now, I say that because let's be honest with ourselves. Let's not forget that it's in a human's nature to destroy itself. It's in our nature to destroy ourselves. We love making weapons of mass destruction. We love destroying things. You know, we are the most destructive and wretched creatures that have ever inhabited this earth, to be honest. I mean, let's really be honest with ourselves. For all the quote-unquote great things that mankind has achieved, and there have been some awesome stuff, because I'm here right now talking through all this cool equipment to all you guys, and you guys are listening to me on on the sweet old interwebs. So we have done some really amazing things, but at the end of the day, our own greed, our own emotion, our own desire usually trumps, you know, our conscience. All right, so now back to the AI, back to it basically being software that writes itself. You know, that basically means that it behaves, learns, evolves, free of human control. We have no control over it, and we humans are obsessed with control. We think we control everything, even though we don't. We even create things that we have no control over with the illusion that we're controlling them. You know, maybe they'll try to build in some safeguards and whatnot, but, you know, any movie fans ever seen, you know, Ultron kind of took care of Jarvis real quick, now didn't he? Um, so we're going to create it or use it with the illusion that we control it. But again, that is the arrogance of man and the basis of this whole series that we're going into, that we control everything we touch. So now, as AI software that writes itself, a machine can think. And now they're trying to implement running them on a neural network, which is a uh, computer system that's modeled after the human brain and nervous system, which, you know, some researchers hopefully are attempting to and want to succeed to introduce emotional uh, aspects to these robots, machines. Now, with all that being said, we're going to get into the pros and cons of AI, because that's really what we're setting up to do here today. We will, um, we're going to start here with the pros list. You know, how's it going to affect our lives in a positive way or possibly positive way? Well, first and foremost, duh. With artificial intelligence, the chance of errors are almost gone. They're, they're down to zero, and we'll be able to achieve greater precision and accuracy in the goals that we set these machines out to do. Now, what, you know, small examples like your self-driving car, less accidents, less traffic. You know, they have started using AI and 
and artificial intelligence to help predict the market, market activities for stocks and investments and, you know, watching global trends. And its ability to think a million times faster than a human brain is able to predict different trends in the market and uh, the global economy. So they use it there. Um, is that a good thing? We're going to put that under pros because it takes human error out of uh, the speculating a little more and it adds a more uh, solid and intellectual and analytical outlook on it. So I guess in a way, we're going to ch chalk that up to being a, uh, <laughs> a positive. And one of the really big positives, I think personally, if we were to go all in on this AI stuff, is exploration. Uh, what do you mean by exploration, Joey, Joey P? Well, space exploration, right? I mean, AI and intelligent robots can be used to explore space, right? Being machines, they obviously can withstand and survive in more hostile and extreme environments, which space basically is. I mean, humans, we are not adaptable to space at all. Machines would be much more adaptable to space. Um, they don't age, right? And traveling through space takes time, especially now. It takes forever. Maybe one day we learn how to create wormholes and we can jump to hyperspace and all that stuff or warp drives. I don't really know. But even when you see sci-fi movies, they go into those cryo chambers and, you know, AI is basically flying the ship. Now, we may not be there, but we're sending all these probes out through, through the solar system past Pluto and everything. And, you know, artificial intelligence can go out there, live, you know, live long enough without food, without water, without a set climate and atmosphere, it's more sustainable than sending a human all the way out there. Not to mention by the time the human got back, you know, time would be different. They'd be one age and we'd be a different age and all that other weird stuff. But it would allow them to uh, travel farther into space and deeper into space. And, you know, there's not that emotional attachment. You know, if something happens out there, you don't start crying because an AI platform got lost in space it's not like the robinson family <laughs> but uh also a big part of it going all the way out there is that they'll be able to process and compute information and uh evaluate situations millions of times faster than the human brain can so they'll be able to adapt to whatever they encounter or, or whatever comes up which raises their survivability rate you know they it can be made to adapt to different planetary atmospheres, you know, so it won't affect their physical or their functionality. As you know, humans, we basically work on Earth's atmosphere, but unfortunately, majority, if not all of space, does not share the same atmosphere as Earth. So us as humans, you know, you have to put the spacesuit on, there's all this stuff going down. AI won't have to deal with all that. They can go to another planet. They don't have to worry about breathing oxygen. They don't have to worry about any kind of gas in the atmosphere that would otherwise be poisonous to humans. Um, they don't have to worry about stumbling across a virus or, or a spore or any kind of illness from space. They wouldn't have to deal with um, weather, temperatures. You know, we get cold, hot here. They can pretty much would be built to withstand any and all conditions. 
you know, they really could boldly go where no man has gone before. So that's, that's a pro. You know, you, we could really take the next step in human evolution on an intergalactic level. So there's, I'm going to chalk that one up as a big pro. Now on the flip side of that also, not just, I'm going to take a swig. On the flip side of that also, not just going into space and up into the sky, but we could be used in inner space. What's inner space? Inside the human body, like the movie Dennis Quaid and Martin Short, pretty funny. They do have many AI applications for medicine and, and medical treatments. And they can evaluate and come up with cures and treatments millions of times faster and better than human brains can. So their use for, for healing illness and treating sick and, and ill people will be you know, astronomical, not to mention, you know, you start making bionic body parts, but that's not really an AI. That's, that's a different thing. It's more like robotic arms and limbs, which Google's buying up those two. But again, you get a bionic arm or a leg, you're not really, uh, what's it called? It's not really thinking for itself. It's following your control, but there might be like an AI kind of thing that you would have to link it all to link to your spine and your central nervous system which could help people walk again, but it would, it would probably have to be some kind of AI based, you know, platform telling what the, the spine and the nervous system, what to do. I'm not really sure about all that, but big pro is it can go down. Now, instead of going up into space, we can use AI platforms, artificial intelligence, robots, and machines that can go deep into the Earth's surface where humans can't go. We can go down. Now, just like we haven't really explored much of space, we haven't really gone deep into the Earth. We don't know what's under there. AI can go deep into the ocean. There's still parts of the ocean that we have not explored. An AI platform could go down there. You know, it will be able to, again, survive in an atmosphere that humans can't. You know, it'll have a tolerance to extreme cold, darkness, water pressure, and, of course, unknown creatures, you know, that are lurking about down there, whatever they may be. We don't even know what's down there. It's pitch black. We've never been there. There's bacteria. There's all kinds of weird stuff down there. Could be monsters. I believe there is. Godzilla's hanging out down there somewhere. But AI will be able to go down there. Now, also, through caves, through drilling... You could start going through the crust and the mantle of the earth. You can find new fuels, new fossil fuels. You, you can find ones that we know about. You may, you may stumble upon one we didn't even know about. You find new minerals, which can bring all kinds of applications to holistics. <laughs> and, you know, building steel, ores, iron, nickel, stuff like that. We don't even know half the stuff that's down there. Crystals. But AI will be able to go down. Again, where humans can't go. And I guess that might be the, one of the biggest pros to AI is one, the margin of error is reduced massively and its ability to go where humans can't. I mean, that would bring you into all the military applications. You know, you wouldn't have to risk a human life, a soldier's life, and you can send in a robot. Same thing with drones that they do now. Um, 
doubt that AI is going to come back with uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome and all that other stuff. You don't have to feed a, uh, a robot. You know, they don't need sleep. They can operate around the clock 24-7. They don't have to go to bed. They don't catch a cold, any of that stuff. So that's all pros. They're, they're much more durable. Um, but, of course, there's always cons. Now, we're not quite yet there yet. Now, another pro is that intelligent machines can replace human beings in many areas of work. Now, is that a pro or is it a, is it a con? It's a pro when it comes to risky things, like nuclear reactors. If there's a, a leak or a meltdown, you, 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 can't, you can send an AI unit in to shut it down where humans can't go in and shut it down. So when it comes to dis- disasters and and problems at like power plants and nuclear plants if you send in an ai unit they probably could end it really quick where humans can't go and shut anything down so the whole thing just blows and you have all kind you have an ecological disaster so there's a pro right it can do some jobs that that humans can't do it could also you know start doing the painstaking activities that have long been carried out by us you know that could be taken over by robots, you know. Smartphones. You know, maybe one day you have, you know, self-mowing lawnmowers and they mow your lawn for you. And, and uh, you know, they already have the systems that control your lights, your TVs. Everything's linked together. Those are all cons. I was looking with pros. Pros. Another pro. Fraud detection, right? In those smart card-based systems, it's possible that you can use AI. You know, a lot of it is employed by financial institutions and banks to organize and manage records already. It could track down and stop fraud a lot faster than humans can. It can block fraud. You know, smartphones are a great example of the application of AI, you know, and utilities like predicting what a user is going to type, autocorrect, even though it never works. You know, people... You try to write, it doesn't do curse words, so it's not very vulgar AI, but it is a basic AI platform, autocorrect, you know, with your emails and your word, word, pro, like word processing on, on your computer, you know, Microsoft Office and all that stuff. It kind of tells you what to do. And like Siri and Alexa, they're basically personal assistants. They're very limited at the time, but that could only, that could grow. It could get better, it could get worse. Hopefully you get Jarvis and you don't get Ultron. That's the whole pro and con, you know, do we get Jarvis or do we end up with Ultron? <laughs> Guess we'll have to f- wait and see. You know, the GPS and maps, you know, it's thinking it's routing for you. It's all basic stuff. It's not like serious AI yet. Um, but, you know, they have like that Waze thing, which, you know, it, it predicts like your shortest routes and it, it can adjust as you drive to where you're going. Can, it can help you avoid traffic. And, and of course, it gives you those time estimates that you like to like race against. It says like 29 minutes to destination. So you look at the clock and you hit the gas. You're like, I'm going to get there before 29, but it keeps changing. But you try to race the, you know, let's admit it. Most people race the time on the GPS. <laughs> you know, people who don't do it are kind of weird, not people who do do it. Uh, another pro, I guess you could say, is that emotions 
you know? Emotions that often, you know, get in the way of rational thinking of humans are not really a hindrance for artificial thinking. You know, they, they will lack the emotional side. You know, they'll be able to make the hard call, the hard decision, you know, that sometimes humans can't do. But again, as I'm going through all these pros, they sound like pros, but a lot of these things can be considered to be cons, to be bad. Maybe having emotion in a situation isn't such a bad thing. You know, you don't want everything to be cold and calculated because sometimes it is, as we used to say, our humanity that separates us and makes a compassionate decision, not just an analytical one and a cold one. So again, you can look at not having an emotional feeling involved in just straight business, straight by the numbers, just Get the problem done quick, effective, efficient, but you're taking, and it sounds good, but you know, that could also be bad. What if you get in a drive, a self-driving car and you say, get me to the airport as fast as possible. And it does that, you know, without any, you know, regard to human safety or anything out there, just boom, takes off like a maniac. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. I mean, I guess you could say a pro is computer games and like Xbox and PlayStation. It's basic, but they're starting to get into that virtual stuff. And uh, the more interacting, you'll be able to have cooler, sweeter games, you know. Like when you play a video game and you the, the controller, you're basically acting, you know, within, you're interacting with an artificial intelligence in a way. In a game where the computer plays as our opponent... It's kind of with the help of an AI type platform or where it plans the game moves in response to yours. I mean, that it's not, it's not advanced yet and like really outthinking you, but I mean, we all saw, oh, actually we probably didn't all see it again, born in the eighties, but there was this movie in the eighties called war games with Matthew Broderick, where, uh, he's just plays a computer game. He finds a, you know, a computer game. He plays it and it's, global thermal nuclear war, but it's really a, an actual AI-based platform he's playing against that controls um, the U.S. missile defense and it actually starts planning an actual nuclear war. So, I mean, games are fun, but in that case, it went from fun to catastrophic real quick. They, they did stop. Um, Joshua was the name of the AI platform. His name was Joshua. Of course, they're going to have <laughs> names like us. Hello, Joshua. And uh, in the end, it decided not to launch the missiles and just felt like playing some tic-tac-toe. But I digress. Again, pro. Touched on it before. I think medical field. You know, they have algorithms that can help doctors assess patients and their health risks. So you can, like, predict um future illness or health problems that might be on the horizon and you can get a better plan to, uh, to avoid them. You know, it can help with side effects from medications, you know, figure out how to get rid of all that. You know, you have, you know, helps in surgeries where, you know, machine intelligence can train medical professionals and teach them how to uh, do better, more effective procedures in, in your surgeries and of course, it can stimulate your brain function. But at that time, you're like RoboCop, you know, you're part man, part machine, 
I guess, Darth Vader in a way. RoboCop. But, you know. And, the, and those are just some, some pros off the top of my head. You know? The cons. What are the cons? Now, a lot of those pros that we just went through could be flipped into cons, right? I mean, who are we kidding? They could very easily be a con. I would say I would say the biggest con there is is can we control it, right? Some people may argue and say, well, cost, you know, maintenance, upkeep, all that stuff, it would run high. I mean, we spend money now like on stuff like that. To me, the biggest con is can we really control it? Will someday Skynet become self-aware, right? Because you think you can control it. And Skynet, it, it snuck its way in. You know, it was, it was a defense system. And it dropped a virus on everything. And their only solution to stop the, the global virus was to have Skynet go in and wipe it out. But Skynet was the virus. It was a trick, Trojan horse. Again, these things think a lot faster and a lot more uh, analytical than we do and precise, you know. Con, duh, smarter, stronger, more efficient, and, which was also a pro, is now a con. They don't sleep. They don't get sick. They don't have all the weaknesses we do. Now, where that is a pro in a lot of things and a lot of applications, it's also a danger. Okay? Imagine it did become self-aware. Views us as a threat. We now have an enemy that doesn't eat or sleep or even need oxygen to live. Problem. Physically stronger. Problem. Millions of times smarter. Huge problem. Again, which was also a pro, also now a con, is they are removed from emotions and conscience. What if an AI is programmed to do something devastating, right? Autonomous weapons. They are artificial intelligence systems that are programmed to kill. Now, in the hands of the wrong person, these weapons could easily cause mass, mass casualties. Even worst case scenario, these weapons take control of themselves and fall into their own hands, again, viewing us as a threat. Mass, mass casualties. Luckily, at the moment, our nuclear arsenal is still pretty much ran on analog systems. Now, that's done to prevent hacking, but one day they could put an AI platform in control of that with the illusion that it has the ability to defend and defeat any hacking attempts and any virus attempts. Keep in mind, that's what they use Skynet for. But Skynet turned out to be the virus that it was sent in to destroy and protect the system from. Because the thing is smart. Now, all those times you get your, your uh, digital footprint everywhere and they're building these digital profiles and selling data and it's controlling, you know, it's watching traffic patterns. And again, those things in your house, when you turn your lights on, what time you're in this room, the whole digital 
digital pattern and the digital profile we are building ourselves for ourselves by using all this stuff that everyone thinks is not that big of a deal, an artificial intelligence system that turned rogue, viewed us as a threat, now has all of that info, which, of course, their minds, much more efficient, much smarter, much faster, build a profile for us and how to defeat us much easier. It makes us weaker. Again, con, you know, it's programmed to do something that you think is productive, but it does it in a uh, destructive method, you know, for achieving its goal. You know, it, it probably won't care about collateral damage. You know, it's always good to have a human finger on the button, as they say. Well, you take that out, and this AR platform's only concerned about the objective, complete its objective. doesn't care about anything else. Like the Terminator said, if John Connor was to be killed, he would have no point in existence cause, existing because his objective was to keep him safe. So these things would do anything and everything to achieve their objective. Remember, they had to tell him, stop, you can't just kill people. It started shooting people in the leg, whatnot. But in its eyes, it was protecting him, and the method was to, it just would shoot people. It had to be told, no, 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 you can't do that. Now, who says it's going to listen? Big con. Another con is, it, again, it can do jobs that humans can't or that humans don't want to do. But what does that do? It starts taking jobs away. I mean, it already happens with automation. You know, when all those politicians are out there on the campaign trail talking about we're bringing back all these manufacturing jobs, we're going to create jobs. You know, you hear that word all the time, jobs. I'm just waiting for one of them to go up there and say, listen, those jobs aren't coming back. All those warehouse jobs, those manufacturing jobs, they're not coming back because we now have machines that do that work, you know? You have a, a plant that, that makes cars. They ha now have machines that, that can do the job of what used to take 10 people to do. Now, companies are going to like that because it's it helps the profit margin, you know? It's not AI, but you already have these self-checkouts. That's It's... A computer system, a machine taking away a job of a cashier. Now, most people are like, well, it's only a cashier job. It's still a job, you know? Still still money for someone to make, you know, a way for someone to make money, and they're losing it. I mean, you'll have all kinds of uh, taxi drivers, pilots, everything going out of, out of work because AI is now flying the planes, driving the cars, driving the trucks, the rigs, driving the boats, driving everything. Where are all those people going to go? What are they going to do? They're going to have no job. Right? I mean, you're going to have all these people who are no longer needed in the military. You know, all the troops we love, they're going to be not needed. So you're going to have a cut down on everyone with a military career. They're going to be ass out. They're going to be packed and sent to do nothing. You know? I mean, now you have the drones, the, U the UAVs, the unmanned aerial vehicles that are dropping bombs. There's no pilot, but there's still a guy, you know. 5,000 miles away with a joystick controlling the drone, dropping bombs on people's kitchen tables, you know, call sign hot pocket because he's stuffing hot pockets in his face. He's got a joystick in one hand, a hot pocket in the other, and he's just dropping bombs, you know, it used to be Maverick and Goose, Iceman and Slider, Hollywood and Wolfman. Now you got call sign hot pocket and call sign Dorito finger, you know, dropping bombs. 
you know remember uh great it's maverick and goose now it's great it's hot pocket and dorito finger so those are our pilots now call sign hot pocket call sign dorito finger but those are jobs gone disappearing everywhere now as ai starts doing more things for us not only with work but in our own home life humans americans definitely are going to get even fatter and lazier than they already are right we're now what the second most obese country in the world add ai we'll be back to number one real quick you know you have self-mowing lawnmowers you can have self-driving cars you know, you can have something that goes out to the mail to get your mail, if they even have mail anymore, because it's coming to you electronically now. You know, your laundry's done, everything's done, the lights are on, off. You don't even have to get up to turn the light switch off anymore. Forget turning off the TV. You don't have to do lights. You don't have to touch your heat, your thermostat. The only thing you basically have to do is get up, eat whatever, take, you know, use the bathroom, take a shower, and that's it. That, that's, your, that's your aerobic activity for a day. You're not doing anything else. Because machines will be doing it all for you. And then what? But to me, you know, people can, I guess you can uh, offset that by having more time to work out. Because one, you don't have a job anymore because the machine took it. Two, you don't have to do any chores around the house because the machine's doing it for you. Three, you don't have to turn off light switch. You don't have to drive your car. You don't have to do anything. Maybe maybe they'll even have a little AI thing in the toilet that wipes your ass. Probably. Someone will think of it and make millions and millions of dollars off of the automatic ass wiper. That's my idea, by the way. Don't let anyone steal it. I thought of it first. Right here. It's actually being recorded. August 6, 2017, 7.44 p.m. Eastern Time. Ass wiper. Idea invented. Intellectual properties mine. But the big thing, outside of all of that, you know, would be an AI arms race. Artificial intelligence arms race. You had the nuclear arms race. You always have an arms race going. You know, Russia, China, the United States of America, India's going off lately trying to build up their military. You know, you have Japan, South Korea, North Korea. Everyone's going to get in on it. Everyone's going to try to start building Iron Man drones. And uh, next thing you know, we're they're pushing the limits of each other to of each other to build a better, more effective artificial intelligence killing machine. That the threat of someone going too far is very real. You're going to be creating all these systems to kill everyone else because let's let's be honest you know it's called national defense you know national security like i like how they when they they make like the 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 spending bills it's called defense spending it, it it's not for defense when was the last time we used any our military to defend our our nation i'm waiting last time a foreign army stepped foot on us soil in an aggressive fashion was the war of 1812 when Britain came back to try to retake the colonies. So what, where's the defense world war one and two, I guess. But after that defense from what Vietnam, 
not the fence. Korea, not the fence. First Gulf War, I mean, defense of oil prices, but not national security. Iraq War, Afghanistan, no defense. As a nation, we weren't in jeopardy. You know, they, they were more like a $500 billion police force and a military. They were sent to capture fugitives and kill them. So, you know, I like how they say defense budget, defense spending, but uh, it's for offense. You know, it's, it's for geopolitical clout, maneuvering, and uh, power, standing in the world in control. You know, who's, who's got the biggest dicks and kind of thing. You know, big man on the block calls the shots. That's what it's for. Let's be honest. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not, I'm not bashing it. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying, let's just call it what it is. It's, it's not really for defending us. It's for, you know, power and, and money and economics. I mean, maybe in a way it defends our economy in a lot of ways with oil and the petrodollar and all that nonsense. But now you have all these nations competing to build more effective, more destructive AI systems. So now the odds of Skynet being created are astronomical. That's going to happen. And nothing good comes out of arms race. Like the space race, maybe. And maybe they'll try to sell it as that. It's kind of like the next space race where we're trying to get to AI first. But in the end, the space race turned out to be a weapons program. I mean, that whole space race thing was about building ICBMs, about building intercontinental ballistic missiles. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Look at the time frame. But yeah, it was about going to the moon and beating the Russians to space. No, we were building rockets to blow each other up with. And that's basically what an AI arms race will be. We'll be They'll, they'll, they'll try to, you know, frame it like it's a space race, like it's for the greater good for technology. It's going to protect us from all the stuff and it's going to keep hackers away, you know, the whole cybersecurity. Um, especially with this last election, I'm sure you're going to see more of it trying to be implemented to stop all that. And they'll view it as like a control measure. And, but then they'll start building their weapons. They, back in, I think, 2002, I mean, the U.S., Navy and Air Force partnered with DARPA and they created the first UCAV, which is not a drone. Now there's a UAV and a UCAV. UAV's unmanned aerial vehicle. Now uh, the UCAV is an unmanned combat aerial vehicle, which isn't controlled by a pilot in a joystick. All right, there is no call sign hot pocket for a UCAV. There is no call sign Dorito finger for the UCAV. They're just flying missions on their own. Now, does that sound familiar? That's what happened in Terminator. It's exactly what Skynet was. It was a defense system made by Cyberdyne Systems. Now, back then, 84, 91, during those first two movies and then beyond, you might have looked at it and been like, hey, yeah, that's really cool science fiction. Now look at it. Look at how the, our whole defense system is run. It's a, it's a whole network. It's all digital outside of the nuke stuff. 
which is why an EMP bomb in like North Korea's biggest threat is not that they can hit the U.S. with the missile, but that they can detonate one above us in the atmosphere, causing an EMP blast that would knock out our entire infrastructure and a lot of our defense network, our defense grid. Now, like most of our electric plants, our power plants in this nation, majority of them aren't built to, to withstand an EMP blast. So if you were to detonate a nuclear weapon above in the atmosphere, the EMP blast would knock out all power, water, all that stuff, done. You know, and it's not like a blackout, you know, where power goes off, you get it back a couple hours later, or even like a hurricane when you get it back a week later. If those, if our infrastructure got fried by an EMP blast or something like it, it would be down possibly for years. It would take probably a couple of years to rebuild it all and get it all going again. Now, where would our nation be? We'd be done. So in comes more of the arms race. You know, they have to build systems to protect that, but I'm, you know, they have to build systems that are, are going to protect against that. So AI will start running all our power grids, all our infrastructure, and it'll be able to shut things down before they explode. So the plan is, or to foresee an incoming missile. Now, with the UCAVs, they're flying on their own. Um, and unlike, unlike other countries, the, U, the United States doesn't really show what it has. Like, you have North Korea, they do those parades, and uh, Russia, uh, Bulgaria, a lot of other countries do, like, the missile parades, and they, they march out all their things to show of strength, which is really just, it tells anyone that you don't have much strength when you're showing strength, because... What you don't show is what makes you strong. Just like in the first Gulf War, all of a sudden those cruise missiles started going through windows. They had all those smart bombs. It was like a TV screen in the window. They had the stealth bombers that radar couldn't pick up. Why do you think they're so effective? Because there was rumors about stuff like that, but no one knew for sure and no one knew their capabilities. They didn't show it. It's called not tipping your hand. So the little that we know that's out there, with they have like the the uh, unmanned boats in the navy, the railgun, of course. You know all these guidance systems and tracking systems and targeting systems, all AI, all working together for a pinpoint shot. What if all that got compromised? And where will that be in ten years? Where will that be next year? Five years? Look how fast phones evolved from the first iPhone to now. How fast the internet took off and blew up, you know, from dial tone to what we're doing now. Not that long. You know, people are like, AI could take hundreds of years to get it. it, it no, it doesn't need to. Because once they, once they start getting it moving, you know, one step, next step, next step, it starts going pretty fast. Now, what if this decided that uh, we were the enemy? I mean, check this out. Listen to this. This is straight from the Terminator's mouth. When he, he explained what happened, he said, in three years, Cyberdyne will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with Cyberdyne computers, becoming fully unmanned. Afterwards, they fly with a perp- perfect operational record. Now you listen to all that, that's all, con- that's all pros, right? We went over that in the pros. Less error, all that stuff. So, afterwards, they fly with a perfect operational record. 
the Skynet funding bill is passed. Now, if that was to happen, all our bombers, our aircraft, our missiles, all that stuff were upgraded with this AI computer and they became fully unmanned and they, they acted with perfect operational record. Those people on the Hill, all those, all those military contractors, the Pentagon, Congress, Senate, they'd be going nuts. And trust me, a funding bill would be passed. So, again, does this really sound so far-fetched, the Terminator movie? So now, back to what he said. The Skynet funding bill is passed. The system goes online. Look at that, August 4th, 1997. It's August 6th right now, 2017. Wow, that's weird. Anyway. (laughs) Wow. So, So the system goes online, August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. I mean, we're already headed there. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. That's what self-writing software will do. It's going to start to learn. It's going to learn fast and it's going to be much smarter than us. It becomes self-aware. At 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time on August 29th, it's the end of this month, it became self-aware. In a panic, they tried to pull the plug. Skynet fights back. It's not that far-fetched. It's actually really not far-fetched at all. It's even not even a little bit far-fetched. Like everything he just explained back in 1991 when he was driving that jalopy station wagon down to Mexico sounds pretty, pretty realistic. Now, let's, what else did they say? Now, what happens when it becomes self-aware? By the time Skynet becomes self-aware, it had spread into millions of computer servers across the planet. It'll spread fast. It'll take over fast. What did it do? It launched our nuclear missiles at Russia. Why? Because it knew that the counterstrike from Russia would wipe out its enemies here. It basically started a nuclear war because a nuclear war will end all human life for the most part. It'll definitely cripple us to the point where we can be enslaved. Hmm. The attack began at 6.18 p.m. Just as he said it would. Judgment Day, the day the human race was almost destroyed by the weapons they created to protect themselves. Sounds like humans to me. I know it was a movie, but us being destroyed by what we created to protect ourselves sounds pretty real. So that's the biggest con. The biggest thing against it is that we can't control it. And that once we put it into our weapons, into our military, it's over. If that thing decides to strike against us, we'll be, we'll be useless. There'll be nothing. I mean, are we going to do what they did in the Matrix and black out the sun because it's running on solar? I hope not. But what are you going to do? Everyone's like, no, that can never happen. We're humans. We control everything. We're the best. Yeah, of course we are. We're, we're awesome. But seriously, so what do you think? Do you think that could happen? Or are you like everyone else and thinks that, you know, humans will control it. They're building safeguards and we won't be able to, they won't be able to hurt us. Because wasn't that the movie with Will Smith with the AI where the programming was, the AI system was not 
allowed to to hurt humans, but then the one did, of course, the one did. So even there, like, what are you going to do? You're going to do what you do when everything else that we think we control turns against you, like climate, like weather. You know, we're in control of this planet, but every time there's a tornado or an earthquake or a hurricane, all we can do is run for the hills, evacuate, and run for cover, and that's what you do, you know? All these things that you love, you're going to welcome. That's that's the scariest thing is you're going to welcome this AI. You're going to welcome your possible destruction into your lives with open arms because you're human and you think you control everything. You're not even going to give it two th- you know, second thought. You know, and anyone who does speak up against it, be like, oh, they're just like a crazy, get some tinfoil for your head. You're a conspiracy theorist. And, you know, they'll be saying that. And uh, next thing you know, there'll be a rocket up their ass. All right. Well, looks like it's that time again. It's time to wrap things up. Those are some pros and cons. I mean, most of the pros could also be looked at as cons. But the biggest con is we can't, we have no guarantee to control it. And the minute we put it into our defense network and we put it into our weapon systems and our infrastructure, we could lose total control over the things we built to protect us and sustain us. And that would be bad. It would be bad. It wouldn't be good. You know, there's, there's no amount of selfies in the world that are going to save you people. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. Come to the end of this week's adventure into the human condition and our insanity of arrogance and control and thinking we control everything. I hope you found it interesting and intriguing But uh, I hope you all found it intriguing and interesting and entertaining, possibly. Let me know what you think, you know. Tweet us away at JP Project on Twitter or just search for the Joey P Project on Twitter. Same with Facebook, the Joey P Project. Follow us, like us, you know. Send me your ideas there. Comment. Love comment. You know, I'm all for open discussion. If you think of something that I didn't say, you know, holler at me. Let me know. You know, add to it. Add to it. This is an open source project, hence project, right? If you guys were thinking, what does the project thing mean? It's a, it's a wordplay, you know, podcast, project, Joey P, project. Got it. All right. Can't believe I had to explain that, but I'm sure there's people out there going, oh my God, what does project even mean? But uh, yeah, that's what it means. It's a wordplay. Hope you guys figured it out. But if not, I just let the cat out of the bag. But yeah, follow us on Twitter and and Facebook, The Joey P Project. And check us out on iTunes. Go to to your iTunes. You know, most iPhones have the podcast little app there. Just throw Joey P Project in the search section. Pops up. Hit download. Hit subscribe. And you'll be rock and rolling to the show. Joining in the adventure. You know, adding to it. If you don't have an iPhone, there's Stitcher Internet Radio. You can download the app and uh, the Google, what do they call it, Play Store? I don't even know what they call it. Uh, you can just go to Google Play Music if you have one of those Android weird things. If you have an Android phone, go to the Google Play Store and you know, just Google Play Music, that is, and put in Joey P Project and, and you know, hit subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So thanks for listening and, uh, you know, Subscribe away, follow away, get involved, get active, let me know what you think, and I will uh, see you all on the next adventure. Later.